Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. All righty. I am so excited to be on here today. Before we kind of dive into today's episode, which I'm going to focus on the holidays, I'm going to focus on Christmas and all the joy that it brings, I wanted to give you a friendly reminder of our 30-day clean eating program that's coming up on January 4th. Wade mentioned it last week. This is a program that's focused on healthy habits, sustainable habits that will help you feel your best self, help give you energy, help you build confidence, help you feel best in your skin. So if that's something that you want to join us in, we would love to have you be part of the program. It starts January 4th. Send us a DM on Getting Magnetic on my Instagram, CindyClaw7, or on Wade's Wellness with Wade, and we'd love to welcome you into the group. So with that said, today we're going to talk about the magic of the holidays. And before we kind of dive into that, it's so funny. My nickname, CindyClaw, I want to explain that to people because I can't even begin to tell you how many people have thought that CindyClaw is my actual name. I've literally been invited to weddings and on the guest invite, it says Wade Crudities and Sandy Claus, <laughs> which is just so funny to me. That's actually a nickname I gained probably in middle school because of my obsession with Christmas. So my maiden name is Elliot, <laughs> Sandy Elliot, but people don't know that. They think I'm Sandy Claus. And it really came from, I think, just my unwavering belief in Santa Claus. I think until I was like 14, no joke. And so I became Sandy Claus and I want to go through some of my favorite parts of the holiday. And as I share, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, whatever holiday or whatever traditions you celebrate, this is just intended to be joyful and get you in the holiday spirit and get to know you guys better. So with that said, I wanted to start by sharing a story that actually left a huge impression on my heart. This was probably about a year ago. It was around the holiday season. And I pulled into a Whole Foods grocery store. I was pulling into the parking lot and I parked and I couldn't help but notice this gentleman standing on the corner and he was holding up a cardboard sign that said, praying for a miracle. And I looked over at him and I watched him for a while and people walked by him and drove by him and quite honestly ignored his existence. And I watched him and his soul looked so sad to me. And I sat in my car and I looked at him and I wondered, I wonder what a miracle is to that man who says he's praying for a miracle. I wonder what he needs. And I watched him and I watched him. And if I were to assume or guess, I would assume that this man didn't have a place to go, didn't have a place to live. And he really just, I don't know how to describe it. I just felt called to go over there. And so I got out of my car and I walked up to this man and I said, sir, I see you're praying for a miracle. What is a miracle to you? I'm curious. Because I was wondering, like, I thought maybe he would say, like, I'd like to eat, like, or this or that. Like, I thought maybe I can go in the grocery store and buy him some food or help him in some way. And 
He said, a hug. And I about lost it. I gave this man the biggest, tightest hug I think I've ever given anyone. And me and this man, that I don't know, were hugging in a Whole Foods parking lot, crying together for probably over a minute. And when we released, I looked at him and and he said, that's all I needed. That was the miracle that I needed. And I was just so shocked that my, like a simple act of a hug could literally change someone's whole world in that moment. And I asked him, I'm like, do you need anything to eat? Can I get you some groceries or anything? He said, no, you just gave me everything I needed. Thank you, ma'am. And he walked away and that was it. And it just left this, I don't know how to describe it, but it left this impression on me of like, who in your life, maybe it's a stranger like that, or maybe it's someone that you know, who in your life is praying for a miracle? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're praying for a miracle. Reach out to someone and let them know what you need. Like that man standing on the corner that day, he very blatantly, he had a sign literally said praying for a miracle. So if you, if you know someone that is praying for that miracle or whatever it may be in their life, like be that person that can, you know, maybe give them some light. And if it's you that needs the miracle, don't be afraid to ask for it. So I just wanted to share with that story. I think stories are so powerful and you never know how a simple act of kindness as simple as a hug could literally make someone's whole day. With that said, I wanted to transition into talking to some of my favorite parts of the holiday season. And to me, Christmas is a feeling. Like it is an absolute feeling. I don't know how to totally describe how magical it is to me, but you know, my family has, since I was a little girl, had this tradition of making Christmas so magical and so real. I felt it like in every cell of my being. It's just the most magical time of the year. And there's so many reasons why I love it so much, but I think people just slow down. People really slow down. They really enjoy each other's company. I feel like people listen better. They're looking into each other's eyes. They have a genuine interest in what's going on in other people's lives. Some of my favorite things about the holiday season are, I'm just going to list off a bunch of things, but One of them is as simple as this, the lights, like the holiday lights. There is a street in my dad's neighborhood that every street on this neighborhood decorates their house next level. Incredible. You tune your radio to 89.7 and the lights are like, and the lights are going to the beat. And it's the most amazing thing ever. I don't even know how to describe it. There's probably like 14 houses on the street. And Wade and I always talk about it. Like when it's Christmas season, we drive by the street. I'm like, do you think if someone new moves on that street, like you have to sign a contract, like, yo, if you're going to live on the street, like you got to participate in this because we're not about to have a Scrooge move in. That's going to be like a dark house amongst the 13 other like vibrant glowing homes. But like, it's the things like that that bring me so much joy. It's the cheery music, the the carols, like the, the songs, the, just the people like feeling that magic, right? It's the magic in kids' eyes and their unwavering belief in like Santa and elves and being a good little boy or girl, like something about that, the tradition. It's the holiday foods. It's like, you know, maybe the treats that you bake with your family or the certain, maybe you guys make like a roast on Christmas day or whatever it might be. Like that's what my family does. It's the the intentional gift giving. It's like, wow, like so-and-so would really enjoy this. Like I love gifting. I think it's one of my love languages. So for me, intentionally gift giving to everyone in my family, like that's, that's pretty amazing. I also love 
I don't love wrapping. I mean, to be honest, I'd rather like pay someone to delegate to do it. But like when I get in the right mindset and have all the wrapping paper, like sitting down with some music playing and like a hot cider or a hot cocoa or something and actually like wrapping the presents and getting in the mindset of like this, when, what other time of year do we do that? Like, it's like this whole production, right? It's making my mom's famous Swiss cookies. And that's actually something that my sister and I still do every single year. My mom's best friend was also born and raised in Switzerland and she lives near us. So every Christmas or like right around Christmas, a few days before we'll gather together, me, my sister and Sonia, and we will make my mom's Swiss cookies. And it is quite a process. Like we grind up the hazelnuts. We make the dough together. It's like this hazelnut cookie that has this raspberry jam on it. It's so incredible. And then you like paint egg yolk on it. So it's kind of like this like brown, crisp looking cookie, but it like melts. Like I don't even know how to describe it. It's so amazing. Anyone that's ever tried my mom's Swiss cookies is like, how do I get those? And I'm like, come around my house around Christmas and you'll get to try it. They still don't taste as good as my mom's, but it's just, it's just the tradition of like trying to replicate those things, right? It's the fuzzy socks. It's the matching family Christmas pajamas. It's decorating as a family. Like for us, the day after Thanksgiving, we go to the Christmas tree lot. We pick out the perfect tree. Yes, I'm allergic to trees. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's a Douglas fir. It doesn't matter if it's a noble. It doesn't matter if it's a grand. I think that's what they're called. For some reason, I'm allergic to them, but I still enjoy like being on that Christmas lot and being in that magic of, wow, like we're picking out a tree that's going to live in our home with us for the next, you know, month or two and like be part of our environment. But it's, it's the gingerbread decorating. It's the traditions of like my mom started a tradition when my sister and I were middle school. It was like a gingerbread decorating party. And so my mom would stay up all night and she would assemble these gingerbreads. And she, we finally found out after a few years of trial and error that it was hot. She had to hot glue gun the, the gingerbreads together so that they would stay like intact because If you've tried to construct a gingerbread house, you'll find that the frosting doesn't quite keep this together. So she would hot glue gun them together. And then they'd all be like laid out on the table for like 12 of us or 14 of us or 16 of us. And we'd have our annual gingerbread decorating party and all our friends would come over and then we'd decorate them. But the structures had to be done the night before. So she'd be up all night, like putting these structures together for us. And as we got older, like it transitioned into like a cookie decorating party. And then in more recent years, it's becoming Christmas caroling party. So literally we've done this party every year. Like we even did it last year. And now we're at the point where our friends are having kids. So our friends bring their kids and it's just this joyous party. We still do it at my dad's home. We walk to that magical street in his neighborhood. I have my Bose speaker on my shoulder and I'll play like some Christmas carol and we all will sing it. Like we're not good at all, but the people that answer the doors are like, oh, here they are again. It's like a combination of all these things that make it so magical. Like what other season do we like as humans come together and do all these like outrageously amazing things? Like that is just why I love it so much. And it's also just the magic of like believing in, it's like having unwavering faith and belief in something that you can't see, right? Like Santa Claus and the spirit of Christmas was the first time, like having that belief was the first time in my life that I had belief in something that I couldn't see, but I believed it wholeheartedly, right? And it's taught me, I think, so much about like my mindset now of believing something before I can see it and being able to manifest something and being able to dream of something that maybe doesn't feel real. And it's so funny. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but like my love for Christmas and the season so much has like molded who I am, truly. 
one of my favorite things that my dad does, he does this even still to this day, is on Christmas Eve, he reads me and my brother and my sister. And now that we're like married and like there's kids, like all of us, he reads us towards the night before Christmas. We all like sit on the couch and we have the fire blazing and we'll usually watch like some classic, like Miracle on 34th Street or um, It's a Wonderful Life. We'll watch one of those movies and then I'll be like, okay guys, it's time. And we'll all like gather on the couch and he has his like fuzzy big slippers on and those like short boxer things that are red with like the white fluffy Santa. Like, it's like so funny. Like we all go all in and he'll read us like, and he does it like in the voice, like the voice, you know, like the voice, like it's like, "Twas the night before Christmas. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it like takes me back to being a child and like hearing that story with my wide eyes and believing like it's the night before Christmas. Like I've been so good all year. Like Santa's coming. (laughs) So it's like those types of things that are just so magical to me. And as I got older, like in my teen years, we would stay up until midnight. And at midnight, we would do a neighborhood walk. And my brother's nine years younger. So he would often be still sleeping. But my sister and I and my dad, we would bundle up and we would walk the neighborhood. And it's funny, you'd like, you couldn't help but notice the families that had young kiddos, like see them like through the window, like assembling things like last minute or, you know, like you just see the families like running around, like doing last minute things before Christmas morning. And it's just like, what other night of the entire year is collectively like your neighborhood, like kind of on a mission to all make that next morning so special for the little ones. So that's really like what I wanted to share and hopefully have a better understanding of like who I am and why it's so magical. I would love to hear what your traditions are and what you guys love and what your favorite thing is. I know this year, 2020 is going to be quite different. I've spent the last few weeks kind of digesting that and processing like this is, oh my gosh, is my voice going to crack? No, I'm not going to crack. This is the first Oh my gosh, no Sandy. This is the first year Christmas is going to be like really different just due to our current climate and what's going on with coronavirus. Our family is not going to be together on Christmas. And that's something that's really hard for me because it's a tradition that it's like the only tradition my family's ever had. And so a lesson, I guess, I'm learning through all this is that we have to learn to pivot and change isn't bad, right? But we have to learn to adjust and change and adapt and shift and realign and just cherish like what you have while you have it so much because things can change in an instant, right? Something Wade and I have like a dream of is having a white Christmas. I've always had spent every Christmas in California Wade grew up in the East Coast, so he's had a lot of white Christmases, but we've never had one together. And so as my family's traditions are changing, we're realizing like, wow, you know, we need to start our own traditions. And so we've talked about maybe we'll have our first white Christmas next Christmas. We're like daydreaming about it, maybe being in Zermont, which is like where the Matterhorn is, which is, you know, where we got engaged. It would be so magical to do it in that little village and have a white Christmas there. So I hope you guys have an incredible Christmas, holiday season, end to the year. And I am sending you so much love. Merry Christmas from Sandy Claus. And in wrapping up, I want to share again. I know we've shared about this before, but something I'm so proud of and excited about 
is our 90 day cycle to new habits journal. Wade, myself, and our dear friend, Haley Duncan created this tool together. It's for sales professionals. It's for network marketing professionals. And what it essentially is, is a workbook to help you in 60 minutes of daily focus to achieve your goals and dreams in your business, to have a, you know, if you're a pen and paper girl like me, if you like having lists, this is a tool that you absolutely want to have. I think as we are finishing up this year, it's so essential to begin really thinking about what we want 2021 to look like. And I think by having a tracking system like this and being able to write down what you're doing daily for your business, it's something that can really, really help you thrive. So if you're interested in doing a 90-day cycle with us to start off the year strong, you can grab your own copy at www.90dayhabitsjournal.com. All right. So next week's episode is actually a solo with Wade. He is going to go over eight tips or eight points to having a mindset of a champion. He has done this speech on stages. He's done this speech on Zoom calls for hundreds of people. It's so powerful. You're going to get so much value out of it. I'm excited for you to hear it. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to us to have you subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend. And as always, let us know if there's a certain topic you want to hear about. We are always open to suggestions. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.